Jesus back with another one of these Dave and Darren Top 5 Things podcasts. It's Dave and it's Darren. In color. Welcome, everybody. These are the top five things, the best stuff that we thought happened on our morning show, which you can hear every morning on Planet 93.9. What Quad a world. City's real alternative radio. Yeah, you can listen on the radio or listen on the mobile app or I guess just wait for it to be diluted into the concentrate that you're about to enjoy the top five things there's five things they're not presented in order of of greatness no that would be wrong well yeah i don't because i don't know how we would even determine that's not how you do things but we do uh, to make it easier to digest we do number them and we start with number one number one 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 an ohio woman is in trouble for clobbering a female acquaintance in the face with a meat log Meat log. That's right. A 10-pound log of ground beef. Apparently this happened at the potato chip aisle at a Walmart in suburban Cleveland. Manika Gamer has pleaded no contest to disorderly conduct in connection with an attack on someone that used to be a neighbor. They've got those on sale right now at Hy-Vee. The ground beef logs? Yeah, 10 pound. 10 really? Pound, 10 pound roll for uh, $2.49 a pound. So if you got $25, well, this, th- that meat is yours. This was a $22 meat log. Ooh, nice. Yeah, the savings. During a municipal court hearing this week, Monika Garmer received a 30-day suspended jail sentence and was placed on probation for a year also ordered to pay $155 in fines and court fees. She was at the Walmart when she encountered the victim, one Precious Jackson, who was shopping with her seven-year-old daughter. Garner was accompanied by her five-year-old son. So you've got these two women at the Walmart shopping with their kids. Jackson had lived downstairs from Garner in a duplex. Okay. And had previously secured a protection order against her. Cops say when Garner confronted Jackson there in the potato chip aisle, she threatened to beat up Jackson and her daughter. I'm here shopping at the Walmart with my five-year-old. How about I kick your ass and your seven-year-old girl? The confrontation escalated. Garner then allegedly pulled down Jackson's face mask and attempted to spit on her. When the spit missed the target, Garner reached into Jackson's cart, removed the $22 meat log, a tube of ground beef, and then used it as a blunt object to beat this woman in the potato chip aisle. Investigators say that uh, Garner struck Jackson a couple of times in the face with the 10-pound log of delicious prepackaged ground beef. She was arrested at the scene, and a relative came to take custody of her five-year-old son, who got to watch Mommy beat up a lady with a big log of beef. Does Walmart have a, an aisle that's that specific? It's not a snack aisle. It's an actual potato chip well, aisle? I mean, it's where all the potato that's chips are. marvelous. Yeah. I'm guessing this must have been right in front of the potato chips, which traditionally is a place of peace and love. And I'm going to beat you not with my meat log, but with yours. That's really, I think, the final indignity. Taste the savings. Uh-huh. 
This all-natural ground beef. I didn't select it. You did. You did. Right? That's your first mistake. The right. The weapon will not be of my choosing, but your own. Now, the time I will clobber you with it, that's up to me. Your fingerprints are all over this. Right. If you would have picked a head of lettuce instead of the ground beef, this wouldn't hurt so much. This is on you. You're the one who put this ground beef in the cart, not me. So they lived... I, I don't know how you live they in just, a du- I don't know how anyone lives in duplexes. I did once for a year, and it wasn't great because we shared the... This was in when I lived in Dubuque uh-huh. a million years ago. And the family next to us, uh, the guy was just a monster. Every morning at 6, he would wake up and scream obscenities at his wife to make him breakfast. <laughs> and it got to the point that my, uh, my roommate, Ross, yeah. who would grow up to become a national champion beard coach, uh, he would just scream through the wall at this guy that that's not how you talk to a woman. Shut up and make your own breakfast. Exactly. Did he, they, he, did, he said Did he, they ever have a conversation face-to-face, or no. did it always just take place no. with a wall between them? The, between the wall, Ross yeah. would scream, why don't you make your own breakfast for once? Treat that lady with some respect. Which, you What know, was his reply? He didn't say anything. He didn't. And then this guy, he would scream at his wife, but then when we would talk to him and look at him, he would like just look at the ground and run uh, in his house. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's people who are... Typical bully. Mean to women are, are usually just a bunch of cowards. Exactly. But yeah, this guy would, would every morning at 6 a.m. just scream at his wife. I mean, I can't, I can't repeat here. I wonder here why he got he so hungry say. overnight. I, <laughs> good question. Don't know. Man, what is it? God, I could go for breakfast now, too. <laughs> that story. Why don't you go get us some breakfast? All right. <laughs> All Did right. you hear me? <laughs> Give me some breakfast. <laughs> two. 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 You have an interesting history on big old jet airliners. You've had a couple of them, a couple of flights where there have been some misadventures, some unscheduled landings. Every once in a while, a story comes across the... Why are we stopping in Wichita? That was not a scheduled stop. No. Every once in a while, a story comes across the uh, <laughs> the pike here where I think, hmm, it seems like the kind of thing that would happen on a flight Darren was on. Uh, this one, a woman was drenched with another passenger's vomit after a flight from Bangkok to London went horribly wrong. Angelina Nicole was traveling the 13-hour flight on an aisle seat when a couple took the middle and window seat. The man had pre-flight nerves, so he was in the middle seat, and he just started puking in the provided paper bag. Things got worse, though. She says... (laughs) Have you ever been on a flight from Bangkok to London and you're sitting in the aisle seat next to a couple and the man sitting in the middle seat next to you and the girlfriend was on the window seat and everything was going fine? The plane was beginning to take off and get in their seats and the plane's taking off and you notice next to you that the man takes out his paper doggy bag and throws up into him. And as disgusting as that is, you don't want to embarrass him. 
I guess it's happening. He's throwing up in the doggy bag and not on you. We can't get out of our seats. We're, we're, we're taking off, and we're all in our seatbelts. A couple of seconds later, he throws up again in the doggy bag, and you're looking straight ahead, acting like it's not happening two inches away from you. He throws up in another time, and the girlfriend leaves, leans over and taps your shoulder and is like, hey, can we have your paper doggy bag? We need another. So it's not your girlfriend. I frantically start looking in my seat like, yes, of course, but I can't find one. And I'm starting to freak out because he keeps throwing up again and again. It's continuing. Finally, this girl from the aisle across from me notices what's happening and quickly hands me her doggy bag. Thank you. I turn over to give it to this guy who's throwing up, and I notice that his paper bag is full to the brim. Full to the brim with throw up. no. What did you have to eat? If he throws up another time, it'll literally overflow. And at this point, I'm holding the paper bag so they can put the other paper bag in this paper bag because the bottom of the paper bag is so full of throw up that it's starting to break. So me and the girl are holding the ends of this paper bag so this guy can put the other bag into the bag, but the bottom of the bag filled to the brim with his puke breaks open and the vomit gushes out of the bottom and all over into his lap and unfortunately Uh. all over me and all Uh. over all of my stuff that was under the seat. And this is when the plane is still taking off. We got a long way to go. (laughs) Don't move. And you have to sit there for the next 10 minutes with some other person's throw up. 10 minutes? Well, until they can, you know, get out of their seats and make some sort of effort to clean things Uh. up. This is a 13-hour flight, oh, and this is how... you darn right it was. This is how takeoff went. This is a flight from Bangkok to London. You're not going to care for the landing. <laughs> oh, no! You need to put this guy where the luggage is and, you know, hope for the best. By the way, thanks for eating everything in Bangkok before <laughs> you got on the plane. <laughs> you know, when you're at the Bangkok airport... And there's the old country buffet. Yeah, when and you think eating at the Bangkok buffet, maybe this will soothe my jangled nerves. I'm not the best flyer. Oh no! Closer to us, uh, stateside, there's a story of a JetBlue flight that had some issues. Uh, a little bit of misadventure this week. Man arrested after he allegedly masturbated on a JetBlue flight from New York City. This story has uh, one of my favorite. <laughs> the line in this story. Makes, it'll make, makes it'll, it worthwhile. Yeah, right. Let me. <laughs> this is a flight uh, from New York City, JFK Airport to Detroit. All right. Uh, we'll let the Detroit News fill us in on the rest here. If he hired me, I would say, man, you couldn't wait. Like, seriously. And that's coming from a defense attorney. But seriously, the flight is not even two hours. But for one passenger, a local man, he couldn't wait to masturbate, allegedly. Allegedly. There was chatter what had happened when we were on the plane, and uh, the talk was that he had, had exposed himself. Uh, and now it 
find out that it was a little more than that. It just so happens by coincidence, one of Fox 2's own, Chris Farina, was on board that flight. Not something that you expect, flying home. <laughs> so you got, I could get somebody doing it on a so, flight out of Detroit, so, so but you, to come home and have somebody doing it? So what we've that? got here is an exclusive. <laughs> That's right, Fox 2 can report exclusively. We're the only ones reporting on this one. We had eyes on the crime. Not something you expect on the flight home. Uh, outbound flight yeah, out of Detroit. Yeah, on the way there, sure. sure. Flying out of Detroit, who hasn't masturbated on a JetBlue flight? But to come home and do that? Mmm, gross. Our colleague Chris, who works in the newsroom, was coming home from New York City late Monday night when it all went down. Three Metro Airport police officers boarded the plane. And within seconds, they were escorting a guy off the plane. A spokesperson with JetBlue tells his crew members were notified about a man exposing himself. And it looked like he was also touching himself to the point where his neighbors seated next to him were moved. And Detroit Metro... Move, <laughs> move, move to, <laughs> to tears? <laughs> <laughs> move to a different seat. Oh, okay. Not emotionally. Oh, emotionally moved. Wow. That really oh moves me. Oh my god. Watching you do that on this JetBlue flight. That is just that is just so marvelous. <laughs> you know what? You've rekindled the spirit of Christmas in us all. <laughs> We're so moved. Airport police were notified making the arrest at touchdown. He was ticketed a federal crime, misdemeanor for disorderly conduct. It sounds like he got off easy. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> Consider yourself zing. Zing of the day. Yeah, more of her. It's true, he did get off pretty easy. Defense Ooh. attorney Dennis Whitey says if he would have been back down to earth when this happened, the punishment would have likely been a lot tougher. What would your defense be in this situation? Well, I would want to make sure, A, this actually happened. This isn't one person's word against the other. That'd be the first thing. Uh, my defense would probably be looking at his mental health and what would cause someone to do something so egregious on an airplane. Reporting at Detroit Metro Airport, Jessica Dupnak, Fox 2 News. Or oh, Jessica. Yes, Jessica Dupnak's our new favorite she, reporter. She gets it. She's not afraid to go there. And stay there. <laughs> Three. 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 We go to San Antonio, Texas, for a story described as a love triangle gone wrong. Police describing a stabbing they're investigating at an apartment complex there in San Antonio as a bizarre love triangle. It'd be more interesting if it was a love triangle that went right. Does that ever happen? Love triangles... The adjective that's almost always attached to them is uh. a bizarre love triangle. Is there a love triangle that makes sense? Doesn't happen, usually. Authorities say this stabbing happened just after midnight on Tuesday. The incident started when a girl invited her ex-boyfriend over to her apartment. Sometime later, the new boyfriend showed up. Investigators say... She hid in the closet, but the new boyfriend found the man and a fight broke out. Wouldn't it make more sense for the boyfriend to hide in the closet if it's her apartment? <laughs> yeah, the wrong person's hiding. <laughs> help me, help me out here. New boyfriend goes to his girlfriend's apartment. His girlfriend has her ex-boyfriend at the apartment 
Someone says, quick, hide in the closet, and the wrong one goes and hides it. <laughs> right. When you go to your girlfriend's house and her ex-boyfriend opens the door, her hiding in the closet doesn't really diffuse anything. No, that doesn't uh, help anything. The ex-boyfriend then stabbed the new boyfriend and then took off real fast. When officers arrived, they found the man with four stab wounds in his back taken to the hospital and is expected to recover the suspect, it says here, is still at large. But police say they know who he is. <laughs> They're hoping to make an arrest. I don't know if this is technically a love triangle. Yeah? This is just someone moving on from one boyfriend to another boyfriend. Well, it doesn't sound like she's moving on if she's inviting the ex-boyfriend over. Uh, right? Yeah. It's... That just seems like... Typically, when you're done with someone, you don't invite them over to the house. Imagine what that would have sounded like, too. You're hiding in the closet, and as he's opening the door, you think, Oh, no, I should have been the one opening the door. Oh, wait a minute. He should be. I, I totally blew this. He, sh he should be. He's the one, one who needs to be hiding. We did not read the directions. <laughs> Could this have been handled differently? Yes. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> Did the cops please tell me? Although, the cops ask but why. she just got scared. It's like, be damned. I just. Well, I, I'm. I'm guessing. Does the new boyfriend have a key to her apartment? Because if I were the type that would pull something like this, if I had an ex girlfriend at my apartment and my new girlfriend came to the apartment, I would just let her knock on the door and we would stay really quiet. Maybe then we would both go hide in the closet. That could be fun. So who got stabbed? New boyfriend. He got stabbed? New boyfriend gets stabbed by ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you her ex-boyfriend? Why are you the one answering the door? Oh, no. We didn't, we didn't think this all the way through. How about I stab you four times in the back? Yeah, because it wouldn't make a ton of sense for the new boyfriend to stab the old boyfriend. It sure doesn't. Because how committed are you really to, uh, to any of this? Right? That was in San Antonio. There's this story from Tecumseh, Oklahoma, where authorities there say a man accused in a drive-by shooting in Pottawatomie County has been taken into custody. The police there say that that shooting took place because of an alleged love triangle. This happened Wednesday morning. Homeowner noticed a silver Chevy Suburban stopped in front of their house, and they went outside. According to police, that was when 33-year-old Corey Clark fired five to six shots out the window, hitting the homeowner. Investigators say bullet holes were found in the home's doorframe. None of the bullets made it inside the house. See, now, there's, there's the problem. If you're using any one of these, like, dating apps or whatever... Uh-huh. I mean, is, doesn't one of the first questions have to be, will I be part of a love triangle? <laughs> is, I, bet there's what a, is, I bet there's an app called Triangle for people that are looking to get into love triangles. I bet that's... It's Three's company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a dating app called Regal Beagle. And 
And <laughs> I'm looking to date someone who is very strange. It's called Odd Couple. <laughs> <laughs> it's vital. <laughs> I want to date a weirdo. <laughs> Here's another story. This from San Antonio, where our first story was from. The Riverwalk. A love triangle sends one person to the hospital after a woman's ex-boyfriend shoots her new boyfriend. So there's a sh another love triangle going on down there? This is a shooting, not a stabbing. If you're in San Antonio uh, and you think, you know, having a love triangle is a good idea. Listen, a triangle is said to be one of the strongest shapes in nature. I just don't think it works out in terms of... Be careful who you sit next to at the Spurs game. Right. And, and if you're going to clean Jerry Falwell's pool, just watch out. These love triangles... And badly. Number four. 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 I had that story earlier this week of the... It was a woman who was flying from Florida to Haiti. And she thought it would be a good idea to put a handgun in a raw chicken. Florida. And then bring that raw chicken with the handgun in her carry-on luggage. That should do it. And the TSA had to issue a statement saying, for a whole lot of reasons, that's not a good idea. I'm, I'm looking here at an article on BuzzFeed. TSA workers were asked, what, what are your secrets and stories from the job? And as you can imagine... They see a lot of things. It's pretty wild. Uh, here's someone who says, we see a ton of sex toys. One day, I was pulled... I away. can't leave home without it. <laughs> One day I was pulled away from the walkthrough magnetometer to uh, help with a bag check that had all of them. I had a blast chatting with that guy while I swabbed all of his... Is he a salesperson? Sales? Door to door, must be. Another TSA agent here saying, I checked a bag that had a severed foot in it. The passenger was a med student. I jumped back and was scared for a moment. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Here's one. My father-in-law is retired from an airline. As part of being a retired employee, he gets to fly for free on standby. Mm -hmm. The airline gives him weapons. Think rubber guns that look real to try and smuggle on board. Mm. If TSA catches the weapon, he gives them the official paperwork that basically says good job from the airline. But if the weapon gets through security, yeah. he has to turn in paperwork and the weapon at the airport that he lands at. He stopped agreeing to do it because he felt bad that people were getting fired. Yeah. Um, well, well, don't feel bad about people getting fired if, if they're, they're letting guns on planes. Yeah, shouldn't feel bad about that. Wow. One time we spotted a little skeleton in the x-ray. Apparently a child had wanted to take her hamster on the trip with her. Oh. Poor thing was fumbling around in a Ziploc bag that was punched with holes. Luckily, the poor thing was taken to special care. Wow. One time I was searching a woman's bag since it had come up on the x-ray machine as a dark mass of something suspicious. When I looked inside, I took the mass out. It turned out 
it was a used adult diaper that the woman didn't throw out. She just kept it in her bag. I get very sentimental. <laughs> you think you have a crap job? A used adult diaper. Instead of throwing it out, she decided, no, I'll take that with me. You rinse it out, it's good as new. TSA agent here saying people weirdly bring lots of peanut butter in checked luggage. Hmm. Nine out of ten bags have a giant jar of peanut butter in them. What? And no other food. People bring peanut butter with them to travel as if they don't sell it anywhere else in the world or like it's some kind of prerequisite to travel. They find a lot of peanut butter, I guess. One time we had a young woman come in wearing a crop top with no bra. And we all knew she had no bra because her nipples hung down and out of her shirt. Don't know how she didn't feel the draft. It's how she avoided the draft. <laughs> Is it getting chilly in here or are you wearing an anatomically correct bra? Here's another TSA agent who says, I was at the body scanner and a male passenger had three anomalies that I had to pat down. Two were his nipples that I discovered were pierced and the last anomaly was in his groin area. I mm. told him this and went through my usual groin area pat-down advisements. And while I was patting down his inner thigh, he said, I have three piercings and you already know two of them. And as I slid up my hands to his male reproductive organ, he continued, and you just found the third one. <laughs> Okay. okay. Uh, TSA agent says here a coworker of mine said he patted somebody down and found something in the guy's pocket. He told the guy to take out whatever is, was in there, and he pulled out a massive grasshopper, which he proclaimed Ooh. he was planning on eating. This grasshopper's days are numbered. Oh, no. I stopped a gentleman who's x-rayed. You've learned your lesson well, grasshopper. <laughs> I stopped a gentleman whose x-ray showed a suspicious object that seemed to be held in his rectum. Yeah, that's right. After consenting to a search, we found a huge adult toy embedded in the man's rear. Rectum? Damn near killed him. And this is how I want to go flying. This is how I fly the friendly skies. Someone wanted to bring their recently used furry costume onto the plane with them as a carry-on, claiming it qualified as a personal item, like a lap or a purse. They were forced to check it. And then finally, a TSA agent says, one time I had to confiscate a homemade dildo cannon. What? <laughs> Shame. 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 A homemade dildo cannon. Someone wanted to bring that on a plane. Yeah, I'm on my way to Shark Tank. <laughs> Thing's going to make me a fortune. We're back with the... It's not your eye they're going to put out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
bang. That's right. <laughs> we we need to take a break. Kabam! <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave and Darren on Planet 93.9. Five. 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 Number five. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. An American fast food restaurant with the one location on 53rd Street, right? Very limited menu, right? It's just chicken fingers. This is it. Yeah. And And fries. And fries. And I think they have coleslaw and Texas toast, and that's it. Yeah. I think that's, that's, and if you want a dipping sauce, at least my experience the one time we went was they have one dipping sauce. That's, that's the gimmick. Uh Uh-huh. We do the one thing, and that's all we do. And we think we do it well. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I we it was it was fine. I just have no interest or need to go back. It's just chicken fingers. I will say, every time I drive by it, there's a line of cars, so they must be doing something right. Because we went the one time and thought, hmm, that was that was something. <laughs> I just don't know that I have much need for a chicken wasn't finger it, exclusive experience. Wasn't it even the the boys' uh, review that okay? Well, we've done that. Yeah. It's like crossed <laughs> off the list of things to do. It was exactly it's it. It's not like we can come back and try something else. Their revenue in 2020 was $1.5 billion. Wow. Yeah. There's over 600 locations of this Raising Canes. They're trying to expand into more and more markets, and they're running into some problems, well, in particular, in Hobart, Indiana. Again, they just sell chicken fingers. That's the whole, the whole gimmick. They're trying to build a new restaurant... They are eight months and over a million dollars in construction costs into putting up this new Raising Cane's location at a Northwest Indiana shopping center. And they're being told now, eight months and over a million dollars into construction, that they're not going to be able to sell chicken fingers at the Raising Cane's because the shop... That's a bit of a problem. Because the shopping center where they want to put this restaurant has a long-standing undisclosed deal with McDonald's. We're not going to be able to let you sell chicken fingers. Can you? You're what have can to, we sell? Well, just not that. A lawsuit filed by Raising Canes in a federal court in Texas alleges that crossings of Hobart and the property owner Schottenstein Property Group tricked Raising Canes into signing a 15-year lease that would equate to more than $2 million in rent while never disclosing that McDonald's has the exclusive rights to sell chicken at that shopping center. Think, think about doing that yeah. and knowing that this shoe is going to drop <laughs> and being okay with it. Think about being that person. That's $2 million, man, over, over 15 years. Does that seem like really cheap rent? 15 years and you're, you're paying $2 million in rent for 15 years to own a business? That seems like a pretty good deal. Well, of course, it's not a good deal. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's what they thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> Raising Canes, as part of their push Indiana into Indiana, plan to build a double drive through restaurant on the site of a former TGI Friday's in front of the Best Buy that's across from the mall there in Hobart, Indiana. Uh, it says here on the lawsuit, despite knowing that the entire business model of raising Kane's chicken fingers is premised on the sale of chicken fingers 
Defendants specifically did not disclose this issue before the lease was executed. The lawsuit claims that not only did the defendants specifically tell Raising Cane's that there were no exclusivity rights that would affect their restaurant, nah. but the defendants even tried to sell Raising Cane's the exclusive rights to sell deboned chicken at the shopping center, all while knowing that McDonald's had already been sold that right. So they tried to tell Raising Cane's, hey, we'll sell you exclusive rights to sell chicken. Even though they had already sold that to the McDonald's there at the shopping center. That's what I'm saying. What was the plan? You're right. It doesn't make, none of of this makes any sense. What kind of person is okay doing that to somebody? The lawsuit continues here, quote, Incredibly, defendants did not tell Raising Cane's it would be unable to sell its chicken fingers at the shopping center. That's all we sell. Until nearly eight months after watching Raising Cane's spend nearly a year of time and over a million dollars to develop its new restaurant. The lawsuit states that the exclusive chicken rights were given to McDonald's in 1994 by previous property owners. Wow. They say in the lawsuit that the, the people that own the, the land there were absolutely aware of the exclusive deal, but they attempted to cover up their misconduct. According to the lawsuit, a little over a week after Raising Cane's began construction on the site of that former TGI Fridays, the people at the crossings of Hobart, that's the shopping center, sent a letter to McDonald's seeking a waiver of their exclusive rights in order for the shopping mall to secure we a tried. Le- in order for the shopping mall to secure a lease with Chipotle. Now why would McDonald's if McDonald's has rights to exclusively sell chicken in perpetuity, why would they want to waive that? Well if McDonald's we were- instantly and immediately declined the request. The lawsuit states that in McDonald's letter denying the request the people at McDonald's reminded the property owners that the proposed Raising Cane's chicken fingers would be in violation of the terms of the exclusive chicken rights. And they ordered the property owner to, quote, immediately cease any such proposal to sell chicken. So all you can sell is your Texas toast? <laughs> Texas toast and coleslaw. Don't think about selling those fries. <laughs> Well, I don't know that the french fries are part of the deal. It seems like chicken's the only part of the deal. Mm. I'm not so sure. The lawsuit says here, despite McDonald's strong stance, the defendants said nothing to Raising Cane's. Instead, defendants stood on the sidelines as Raising Cane's continued to incur over a million dollars in development costs. The lawsuit goes on to say that the crossings of Hobart, that's the mall where all this is taking place, the shopping center, once more tried to get McDonald's to waive the exclusive chicken rights days later, but McDonald's again strongly urged the property owners to have Raising Cane cease construction. Hey, would you consider uh, letting them sell? Uh... I don't. <laughs> but, but that's all they sell. Speaking of TGI Fridays, you know yeah. the one that used to be by the mark, by the hotel there? Yeah. Is anything in there? Um, is that now the Bass Street Chop House? The new Bass Street Chop House? Or am I way off? So they've got something in there? Uh, am I completely... Is it, is it... But it's... Because it's, it'd be a shame for that thing to, to not be utilized. Yeah. 
No, what is that now? Uh, text line four seven zero twenty three not show. Let us know what that is. The you're, you're talking about the one that's the, right there by the yeah right there by the mark by the Stony by the hotel. Creek. Yeah, I think that's the new Bass Street Shop House okay. that opened in there like last year. Yeah, that is in fact what it is. All right, so that's the new location Good. for Bass Street Shop House. Which, uh, gosh, now I want a steak. This, this I still want eggs from the story we were <laughs> we were talking about off air. <laughs> that was off air, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I talked. I talked to no. We talked. That was on air. The specifics of the the gentleman's request oh, were, okay. were off air. Okay, but no, we talked about the, the guy du- yelling at the his duplex wife. that I lived in yeah, okay. in, in Dubuque. Yeah, no, that part was on the air. All but right. the specifics of the. Demands every six a.m. Uh, <laughs> that will remain an off-air thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't get Although, past. I'll tell you this: if you really want to know what he said, Ooh. I'll tell you. If you join us at Steve's Old Time Tap this weekend, oh, okay. I can say it when we're not in front of microphones. It's right. a little. It's a little blue. It's a little racy. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That was Dave and Darren and the Top Five Things podcast. Thanks for downloading it, subscribing to it. Maybe you heard some of it happen uh, live on Planet ninety three point nine. I did. That's <laughs> that's appreciated. Yes, Darren, you heard it live. That's gonna do it for this installment. We'll have another one for you soon enough. Until we get a chance to do it for you, then. Hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Vaya, con Dios. I'm proud of you fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you got to do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.